Everybody, welcome to RPG Cast, episode six hundred eighty-one for the week of June seventeenth, Saturday, June seventeenth, twenty twenty. I'm Chris Privateer. I'm back, back from Canada, back from being where I couldn't really record for you. Thank you, Phil, for hosting a couple weeks, and Kelly and whoever else was involved. Um, I know their shows went up, so I'm very happy we could get that going. So happy <sighs> to help. I'm back and I'm tired, Kelly. Do you know why I'm tired? I'm tired preemptively. Because after this show... Oh, go ahead. You're tired because you drove to Canada? I am. That's part of it. I'm tired for so many reasons. Let me tell you the reasons that I'm tired. I'm tired because after this show, I need to tear apart my my desk and fix all of its cable management. And I don't feel like doing it. I just want to play games and I can't. Because every moment I play games... There's a risk that I'm going to kick the cord that powers the internet and and disconnect everything, and then Anna will yell at me from the other room and say, Chris! And then be like, oh, I'm sorry. Ah, I'm sorry. All my power management has failed under my desk. Uh, Everything that was holding everything up is like, just, it's a catastrophe. (laughs) Cable management is the absolute worst. I don't want to do it. I want to pay someone to do it. Especially when... You get it the way you want it, and then you have you go to plug in something new, and <laughs> you, you just cause the spaghetti mess all over again. There's there's never enough planning, and and I have I have doubled the annoyance because in the back of my computer I have all my cables, but I also have a piece of cardboard to pre- to prevent the cats from messing with the cables, um, and that piece of cardboard is a bitch to get out from underneath my desk. Um, it's just very, I like have to, it's an old TV box or an old, from one of my flat screens that, uh, I have to like fold and then move. If that makes any sense. Yes. I hate it. It, It's such a pain. Um, but the, the thing is absolutely necessary because otherwise the, the cats and the kitten will just start pulling out cables at random. Why did. What's going on? My 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 monitor's just turned off. Oh goodness. Is everything okay on the stream? I think my monitors just went to sleep. Okay. They're back up. We have uh, already bored the monitors. I think so. Actually, I think everything's fine. I think nothing happened. But I thought it did. I've got to turn this mon the monitor sleep is just so So I have a I have one other reason I'm tired. Tech issues. This camera that I have from Razer sometimes freaks out and starts stuttering for no reason. Um, The only thing I can correlate it with is if it has a slightly downward angle, which I don't really want that to be a concern when I have a camera that is on a mount that can be angled all any which direction. I don't want to have to think about which directions I'm angling it. I want to point at what I want to put on camera. So that's annoying me and causing stress. So, do I get a new camera? The reason I have this camera is because I wanted something to work with all the Razer software that I use for my keyboard and my mouse and everything. I didn't want to have another piece of software in my machine. But dare I buy another Razer camera after how bad this one has been? Probably not. But then I have to have more software. I don't want more software. So then I don't... That turns into a research project. 
Chris, I think the pr- the problem is in the name. You bought Razor products. Mm-hmm. You're probably um, right. I. But I, I really like every... my keyboard now, and I don't want to change anything. Like this, this is good. No. <laughs> I, I feel like every single well, I I have had the original MMO mouse that at the time I really liked, but. It seemed like every single time I bought one of their Manny's mice, it would just die within three months. I feel like that's with like every gaming mouse, um, except my Logitechs. My older Logitechs have they stood up for a while. Um, I yeah, old, I have an old Logitech that still works from like ten years ago, and I've bought a newer Logitech twice in the last three years. But I end up getting the same one because I at least know how it works. <laughs> peripherals are hard peripherals are hard but I know cameras can be better than this and I think the answer is I buy a camera that does not need software and just bypass all that and and so get a good camera and don't worry about needing software and be done with it and I bet you well never mind I'll think about that later okay so so there, there's the camera situation what's the, what's the next thing stressing me out all right um, um, sorry, I need this therapy. It's been a while since I've been on the show. I need this. I'm so sorry. Okay, things... Ki- I learned while I was in Canada that my Steam Deck is broken. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I have an insidious problem known as the 200-400 megahertz GPU issue. Um, this is like a curse. Like... The best way to it's like a curse debuff that cannot be cleansed on your on your device. Um, it needs to be re- reworked, fixed. Like it can't be fixed with software. And when you're researching this, all you see is people giving you lots of tips on what to do in software and restart, refix, and re. I had to find out. To, okay, so I'll walk you through. I wanted to play Diablo Four while I was away. And I saw all these things like people are playing Diablo 4 on the Steam Deck and it's working out pretty good. And I'm like, no way, no way Diablo 4 works on the Steam Deck. So I went and I installed it and it was working on my Steam Deck. And so then I finally get to the hotel one night and have some free time. I'm like, all right, let's play some Diablo 4. And it's like, I boot it up and it's like, well, this performance isn't great, but that's fine. Uh, let's see if I if the threads have some suggestions on things I can tweak to boost the performance, like what settings are worth turning off most. Like someone's surely done this research without me. And you know what? You know what I found? All these people saying they're getting 40 to 60 frames per second consistently. And I was getting 14 to 20. And I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Why? Why is mine so bad? And so that led to hours of research and testing and re-imaging and retrying things. And it did not go well because then eventually i found the threads that coro that actually describe my symptoms from people who've been through this and it uh it sounds like there's an issue with the power delivery between the the battery and the cpu that if it gets stuck permanently in some sort of low power state that can't use more than like 15 watts or something like that and you're gonna say well 15 watts is what the thing is what the chipset uses and so, and it's like no 15 watch total so like the chipset is being strangled at lower than that so basically no matter what you do only the cpu can spin up or the gpu but they can't both spin up and the it can't be fixed with software that 
there's trust me <laughs> we've tried there's no software fixes for it if there's a thing you're thinking of i tried it and other people have tried it and it, it can't be fixed so um what i i contacted valve support and they were very very helpful and they're like all right can you try this and just confirm it's still happening i'm like yep i did that it's still happening okay cool can you send me a screenshot i said here's a screenshot and and it was a screenshot of diablo 4 which is a game that is not on steam and like okay cool we've set up an army like just send it back to us like oh okay cool i don't even know if i'm still in warranty on that thing i guess i am um yay for the 512 taking so darn long to come out that i'm still in warranty yeah well i mean good on steam for having such good uh customer support Uh, yeah that was it was easy and like i thought it would be an argument but like i think at first it was and they've seen this a lot now i is my impression so like they know it's a thing now here's the thing here's the fun part here's where it goes from like bad to good to bad again sometimes people get their rma units and it happens again Should I be concerned about mine? I, I maybe. I I don't know. It, it doesn't seem that common, and yet people who experience it, um, maybe just because they know what to look for, <laughs> it okay. seems to happen again. <laughs> so I had to, I have to think if this were really a big issue, like there'd be a giant stink about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I I guess not. Um, it's. And also, I should be very clear, if I play less demanding games on it in this low power state, they still run fine, because it doesn't need the extra power. Like, so, if I, if I were doing some weird, or some weird, some low, de- non-demanding indie 2D games, uh, of which I have played a few on the Steam Deck, they, no problem there. But if I wanted to play Diablo 4 on it and enjoy all the cool frame rates that everyone else was getting, and I couldn't have that, so darn it. <laughs> so I sent it back in. Uh, I mailed it off last night, finally, because I, I needed to pack it up and everything and get all that organized. So even though they set up the RMA while I was away, it didn't get sent out till yesterday. I currently have no Steam Deck, but it's not so bad since I'm back at home and I can play in my PC. Yay. Okay. Um, oh, the monitors went to sleep again. I forgot to change that because I'm ranting about my Steam Deck. So I'm back home. I can play on my PC. Um, and then I start having my, oh, do I really want to play Diablo 4? Having one of those game funk moments. I finally pushed through it and I'm playing Diablo 4. It's like I came to peace. Like, that's the game I'm playing. This game I want to play. Why are you even having a game funk moment? There's no problems here. And I finally convinced myself of that. So that's my own little anxiety and pushed through that. I have this this burden of I need to redo cable management. That sucks. My Steam Deck is is out of sorts and it's away. That sucks, but that's not a big deal. Um, what were the other things? Oh, and now Anna told me this morning, do you want to go to PAX? And it's like, oh, do I want to go to PAX? And so now I have to think about all the logistics of going to PAX and being in a giant crowd and she is immunocompromised and... Now we need a hotel. Are we going to be able to get a good one at this point? Are we going to get pass pass approval? Should I book airfare now? Should I wait and book it later? Should I stop and visit friends? So, so that's all on my mind now. So that's my therapy for you. Um, what else? That is that it? Is that it? It's because now that I've gotten all that off my chest, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I'm. I just need to pack box. Here you come. Thanks, Emperor Mythos. That's probably true. All right. 
Did anything good happen while I was gone in video games? Um, we got a trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake. All right, part two. That's finally coming. Yes. How long has it been I've... since the first one? Um, since the first one released. Sure. Three years. Because the first one came out in 2020. We and it's not I... even out yet. When's it coming out? Um, they say early 2024. So four years in between games. Game releases. Hmm. But it it looks more open world than the previous game. Well, yeah, because the first one's in Midgard, and just like in 7, then all of a sudden you're on the overworld, and it's like, oh, there's a world here. So that's fine. Yeah. What what has me excited is, uh, well, one, playable Red 13. They showed the 8 was playable. Um, the latest trailer did not show any of the other characters that show up, but I have a feeling that they're saving those characters for, uh, later trailers. Fess, it's two discs? It is. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The game is chonking. (laughs) Two Blu-rays. They're they're really giving you that, uh, Final Fantasy VII nostalgia. They just better have uh, high-res versions of the old um, disc load pictures. Do them but all HD. Mileage might vary, but generally speaking, uh, double the amount of announcements that were from last year's 171 means there's got to be something interesting that came out. But we do have a bunch of news today that we can talk about. Uh, but, I okay, you- I should talk about what I've been playing, though. Yeah. I thought that's what you were doing. Well, that was part of what I was doing. But, like, on top of that, or while I was out, so now that my Steam Deck was out of commission, or effectively out of commission, because, yeah, I could boot it up and play Trails in the Sky, and that would be fine. But I couldn't boot it up without thinking about Diablo 4 and how it didn't work right. So I just couldn't. So I just I put my Steam Deck away and didn't take it out again because of the, the, the mental quote-unquote anguish (laughs) so instead of that i went ahead and and said fine screw you you know what everyone else is playing right now and having fun besides diablo 4 breath of or trails of the kingdom i was like but i don't have trails in the kingdom and i gave it to somebody to borrow because i didn't want to play it so i'm stuck without it so it's like but you know what i never finished breath of the wild so I had Breath of the Wild in my Switch, and I booted up Breath of the Wild, Kelly. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, when I booted it up in March, I was like, gosh, I've, I stopped this at just at random. I have no idea what I was trying to accomplish. And Von was like, we ought to just do a new save file. But I had so much progress. And yeah, then I absolutely decided- not. I did not want to do a new save file. That was no. So you know what I did? I, I sat there like, okay, Breath of the Wild, I'm back in. What have I got? I took stock of my equipment, my stuff. I ran around and killed some enemies, and a bunch of stuff broke on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this game. Then the Master Sword went dark on me. It's like, oh, yeah, this game. So And then all the DLC, which came out since the last time I played, all of those quests popped in the game. So it's like, I have so much DLC I could do. So I'm like, well, how about I start some of these? 
and all of them want to set you down to one health and like make everything super hard. I'm like, I yeah. am not here for this. I don't want any of that. Like, and th- yeah. I bought the freaking pass and all it gave me was super the hardest mode. No. Yeah, because that's in-game DLC, Chris. No! You're supposed to finish the game first. But, like, also, like, all DLC doesn't have to be super hard mode. Why is everything super hard mode? Because you're supposed so, to finish the game. Alright, so there's two of them. One is the trial of the Master Sword, which would pay off with having the Master Sword always in its more powered-up mode, which makes it last longer and stuff. That one. That's hard. I, and the other one is set you to one health, one hit, kills you, kill a bunch of things kill a bunch of more things, kill a bunch of more things, then kill a bunch of more things, and eventually you get a motorcycle. Yeah. Cool. I did that one. I, it, I, I spent like an hour just trying to do the first of the first three tasks, and I said, I no, <laughs> because then I looked up, what else is after this? Is it just these three tasks, and I get my motorcycle? And it's like, no, it is not. <laughs> holy crap (laughs) so many shrines yeah you gotta fight shades of the other bosses or the all the bosses in the game with limited with one health no not with one health oh okay just with limited equipment okay and then um but you get upgraded versions of all the champion powers yeah nice Uh uh-huh so i said forget all that and then i was like you maybe i don't want to play breath of the wild anymore and i stewed on it for a day and then i said I do kind of want to play Breath of the Wild. All right, let's, let's, all right, so tonight I'm going to try and get powered up. Let's go and get powered up. Let's farm good equipment, farm good food items, farm this and that. And I did a bunch of research and tried doing some things and did more research. And I basically learned you can't power level in this game. No. There's nothing to really do to get massive. The only thing you do is upgrade your equipment with fairies. And actually, most of my equipment was already upgraded. I'd gotten every, most anything useful to four stars already before I'd quit playing. So that was like the one progression angle I could do, and I had done it. And then I started trying to find find good weapons to farm, and that just wasn't working out. And then, so, after I realized there's no grinding, like, maybe I'm done with this. And then I waited, and then the next day, I said, all right. Maybe I could just play it and try and run around and have fun. And I just get in there, like, uh, I can farm like the one thing i could make progress on is like farming food items and stuff but like you know first thing i'm gonna do is is finish the fourth um beast because i had never finished the fourth to find beast which for me was the flying bird so i went and took care of that it's like all right story progression go me i'm not any stronger but now i have the the go in the air power which is fine except i never actually truly learned how to trigger it i did it accidentally twice or like said, uh, I bet you it's spinning the control stick and then I can go up somehow. And I did that twice when I needed to, and I was never able to figure out how to do it again. <laughs> you hold the B button until uh, he flashes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's, I must have accidentally just been holding the B button those other times. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm sitting there spinning the control stick. Why isn't it working this time? <laughs> All right. That's funny. All right. I could have looked up the controls. That one's on me. No complaint there. But I didn't need it because I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's all right. There's good equipment in Hyrule Castle. So I'm going to go and explore Hyrule Castle and and get some good equipment and grind that. And then I'm going to go grind food. And then let's make an assault on Ganon and finish this game and see where I'm at from there. 
So I go to Hyrule Castle, and I'm just, it takes forever just to get into Hyrule Castle. It's like, it's a giant spiral up and up and up towards the center, which is where the castle is. I'm like, where's the good equipment? Where's the good equipment? I keep going up higher, keep going up higher, killing guardians, killing guardians. Like, I hope these don't respawn in a blood moon, but if if they They do. Okay, great. Well, even if they don't, like, even if they do, at least they're, they're cleared for now because they... I really don't like them shooting me with lasers while I'm walking around up here. So I kept clearing all that stuff out and kept clearing all that stuff out and uh, kill some mini bosses and then finally get into the main area in the main castle. I'm like, all right, where's the gear? And I keep walking forward and all of a sudden Ganon shows up and and things are firing and cutscenes are firing. And then all of a sudden, Kelly, I'm at the last boss. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Where's the there's supposed to be guard rooms with good gear in this castle. Apparently I'd already passed it. And there's just a couple pieces each time and nowhere near as plentiful as I was led to believe. <laughs> and so now I'm down. I have no shield. I have the master sword, some other weapons. So that's fine. I have no shields and I have not done any farming for health items. So I have whatever's in my inventory, which I had some good stuff in my inventory, but nowhere near the amount that I would want to, especially for health refills going into Ganon. So I said, well, screw it. Let's see where this goes. So I fought Ganon and I won and I beat the game and it was close. The there, Ganon has a form that basically is invincible and I had no idea how to damage it. And I think one of the answers is you're supposed to use your little fly in the air power. And <laughs> since I didn't know how to, to trigger it, I had to do it the hard way, which was abuse some of the other powers to do lightning stuns on it. But I eventually got it down. It took forever. And it was really by the skin of the teeth. And I was I was down to the point where I was just eating apples. You know, that thing where you eat 80 apples in Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild because each restores a quarter of a health. So I'm sitting there shoving a- apples into Link's stomach and gradually making progress and gradually making progress. And, and then I get to the second phase of the fight, which is a more story scripted thing. So it's like, once I got there, like, okay, this is, uh, this won't be a problem. Like the first phase, this is just giant demon boar. Have fun. Do cinematic the, the, fight. The motorcycle, by the way, makes that fight trivially easy. Oh yeah. Cause it'd be faster than the horse, which can't turn well. So. Yeah. Which is funny. It's like, I don't even think I had a horse. So it's like, here's a horse. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay, cool. I like you assume I had a horse. (laughs) It gave me a horse. It controlled like shit. I'm like, nope. Take out my motorcycle. I can summon the bike. Yes, I can summon the bike. Let's do this. I'm doing donuts around board a demon Ganon. So, what I've gathered is at least in your playthrough, Ganon is afraid of homemade apple pie. Yep, you got it. But I finished it, and I and apparently, and I'd gotten all the memories because I got like the the full ending too, like the the little extra cutscene. Because I I went afterwards and researched, did are there any more cutscenes? Because I felt like there wasn't enough, and it's like, no, Chris, you got the extra cutscene. It's like, oh, well, okay, cool. I'm done with this game. So I finished all that, and I'm like, man, I wish I had Trails of the Kingdom. I would play that. <laughs> so somehow I've gone to. <laughs> gone through the whole stages of I don't want to play Trails of the Kingdom too. Yeah, that, okay, I'd be down for Trails of the Kingdom playing around with Physics Simulator for a while now and seeing what I could do. Um now that I know that uh, I'm I'm good enough to at least beat the first game. 
the the new trend has been people building contraptions so that they can fight Beyblades. Mm. With multiplayer though, is there multi? There's no, no multiplayer. No, just just th- there's been Beyblade blade <laughs> fights. <apparently>. Okay. <laughs> cool beans. So I'm that's say, yeah. Couldn't you just like go to a, a, a Best Buy in Canada and pick you up a copy? Well, but I already bought a copy. I'm not buying a second one. I mean, you could. I, I don't know. I, I guess it would depend on how much, uh, how badly you want to play it. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to spend always... money on it again. I I had other things I could do, so I, I actually read a book, and what the rest of the time after finishing Breath of the Wild, because I'm like, all right, I made a video game accomplishment. I have a book here I want to read, so I started reading a book because it's like I want to read a book, so I did. I'm reading a book. So you read a book. I read a book. What book did you read? Oh, it's uh, uh, C.J. Cherry uh, uh, Resurgence or something like that. It's it's part of this really long space diplomacy sci-fi thing. So ah, okay. Yeah, Anna and I are into the series, and like they they had eighteen books out of the series are like on Audible, and we've been listening to all of them, and they had issues, so they're not making more audiobooks because of weird publisher issues and health issues with the author. So now I have to actually read them. And I finally got around to like, like, all right, I'm going to read with my eyes again, instead of just reading with um, ears. my ears, which is what I usually do. Um, we also did that on the drive. We listened to the latest, um, uh, divine apostasy book. So that was good too. Um, yeah. And then I was reading and then I've come home and I've started playing Diablo four. And I am, I'm making progress. I'm finally, now that I'm finally getting into it, um, nothing is capturing like my youth in Diablo one and Diablo two, um, that level of engagement with the game because things don't have like that. Um, I I don't know. I I think I'm searching nostalgia with Diablo that won't ever have, have again because games are different now. You experience games different now, and you have to worry about spoilers and needing to finish a game so that you can actually engage with content on it that will leak story spoilers if you don't. It's like, oh. So I said, you know what? If the if the nostalgia that I think I'm searching for, it's probably a lie, because nostalgia is always a false feeling anyway. So <clears throat> why don't I just... In- Let's engage with Diablo 4 the way you engage with a modern game. I'm not going to spoil it for myself, but I will bring up a guide. And let's bring up a leveling guide for Sorcerer and see. I've been making my own build for a while. It gave a good attempt at that. Let's make a leveling build. Let's see what the leveling builds are and just try and progress through the story and see if this game is balanced a little bit better for that method of play. And lo and behold, it is. Um, It seems like the devs just, when they make these games... (laughs) They just assume you to have an optimal build when you're doing your first playthrough, which fine. That's fine. Whatever. And, uh, um, honestly, I, I just, I made a new build based off of what maxroll.gg had for leveling sorceress. And it's like, this is fun. This is working now and I'm getting into it. And so I'm most of the way through act three now, and I've got a lot of catch up to do because I've been away for most of Diablo four's launch, but, uh, that's my focus now. That's where I'm at. Uh, we already talked that I finished Skyrim, right? So, yeah, okay. I'm caught up with what I've been playing, and I'm I'm very proud of myself for finishing Breath of the Wild without a shield. <laughs> it's a really important component for that last fight. They don't give you any shields. It's like, I go read about it. It's like, you're going to want a shield. I'm like, I didn't have a shield. <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> All right, that's it. Sorry. Well, <laughs> now, did you have any uh, like as enough time to have Diablo three nostalgia, or were you not a fan of Diablo three for Diablo four? I I played so much Diablo three. I've played plenty of Diablo three, but like. What's been frustrating me about Diablo 3 is there's no freaking Diablo 3 references in Diablo 4 that I can find at all so mm-hmm. far. And that's weird. It's like, and I want to finish to figure out, are they retconning Diablo 3? I don't know. <laughs> so I need to keep playing. <laughs> but no, I don't have nostalgia about 3 because I was literally playing 3 just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> like, okay. that's I was playing season 28 because it was the new interesting thing, but yeah whatever it's uh it's interesting um but diablo 2 is like the nostalgia hit that i'm looking for diablo 2 is interesting because i didn't actually think diablo 2 story was as good as diablo 1's back when i played it originally and then diablo 3's is worse than diablo's 2's and then diablo 4's is just different i'm like hmm i'm undecided yet i think this is closer to 2 in quality than than 3 um we'll see where we're going so far i'm liking it um, it's very dark, so dark, so so dark. Um, yeah, but it's not. Su- yeah, go ahead. Be surprising if a Diablo game had bright and cheery for longer than ten seconds. Yeah, no, it, yeah, and that's what made the uh, Diablo three unicorn levels fun, right? Is that mm-hmm. uh, this doesn't fit in this game? I love it, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Oh boy, I I was so tempted to want to pick up four um during during my between game blues just because it was like, well I want to play Diablo three again. Well Moron, why would you play Diablo three when four is out? Yeah, that's it's like, well, weird. that's a that's a good question. But four is seventy dollars and three I have here. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know what? Or are you going to wait for four to be on sale first? I'm I'm going to wait for four to be on sale. Okay, because I've got other things to play right now. Oop. I fi- finished Fuga, got the secret movie, so I'm good now. Um, did it? Did it? Was all that as buried play? as the first one was? Was it as much it, work I, to get the true end? I mean, I to be honest, I don't even know what I did to unlock it. I oh. ended up back. At, <laughs> are you sure you've at, unlocked everything? No, I've unlocked everything. Hmm. I, um, I got all the endings. I maxed out all the friendships. I maxed out the tank. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm pretty much done done with that game for the time being. So, um, and yeah, that that, that secret ending uh, was kind of a trip. I'm curious how where they're going to go with this. But um, so I finished that and then got about of in between game blues and was like, well, you know, we've got. Uh, We've got a backtrack for Sky of Six coming up in about four weeks, so I probably need to get motoring with that. But man, I do not feel like playing it. But at the same time, uh, you know, I never finished the story mode, so I need to play it. And I was like, screw it, I'm going to play it. Um, <laughs> booted it up. Like literally, the only thing I needed to do was just auto battle through all the fights and watch all the cutscenes. And I still got sucked down the rabbit hole, as it were. The, uh, I'm going to level grind and optimize my build kind of rabbit hole. (laughs) So I spent the entire day Sunday trying to do that and then finished the game and then wanted unlocked carnage mode with the first (laughs) level cap break. 
and for some reason could not get past that 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 first hump you know maxing out maxing it out first the first time so that i could then do the second level cap and i don't Mm -hmm. remember what the thresholds are yeah you have to get through them all to get to the real end yeah well i at least got to the first roll credits where like just the basic story mm-hmm. is done, and um, I recruited Laharl, which to me is the true end game, because Laharl was the best character, and it still messes me up that that's Rita Repulsa. <laughs> yep. Find YouTube videos of her. I forgot her name. It's Barbara something. Um, I was trying to find YouTube videos of her doing both voices at a con. Just so that I could hear it. And I found a video of her doing Rita, and I found a video of her doing Laharl, but not both of them in one video. <laughs> but, um, so I recruited Laharl. I got past my little, uh, between, well, I, I say that I was killing time until Thursday or Tuesday when the 14, or the, sorry, the Final Fantasy 16 demo came out. And played through that in a night. And was like, Square, you evil bastards, why are you gonna make me wait two weeks for this? Because they they ended on a cliffhanger, yeah. of course. Pretty much like the the what gets the story going. Um, because you play through the first chapter of the game, you pretty much get through the first major conflict of the game. And then yeah, stuff it sounds happens. like it's a good demo. Oh yeah. And then you get a oh, yeah. uh, after you're done with the story, you can play with the combat system and the combat challenge. Yeah, I didn't do any of that, um, but mainly because I didn't want to get too addicted. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, that that story trailer is, or that that story demo, man, that that is a trip. Um, some I said this on Twitter. Somebody watched that one infamous episode of Ava and said, "Hold my beer." I'm <laughs> uh, being intentionally vague on purpose, or. To a lesser extent, the uh, stop, he's already dead scene from The <laughs> Simpsons. Ah, okay. I know which Ava <laughs> episode you're talking about now. Yeah. That's where you get an engine upgrade. <laughs> yeah, so um, I-, I cannot wait until t- Thursday when that game comes out. <laughs> Final Fantasy copy- 16 is a nice story about a nice family and how nice things happen to them, says Emperor Mythos. No, it is oh. not! <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones style Red Wedding. <laughs> they were watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I, they have. <coughs> yeah, no, they've they've admitted it's inspired by it. Okay. Didn't you see the DC Universe presents Final Fantasy 16 in front of that? At no. <laughs> DC no. Universe. Because of how dark it is. Oh, uh, okay. Diablo 4 I presents can... Final Fantasy 16. It's dark. <laughs> so dark. Um, I I lost my chain of thought. So, um, sixteen. I'm really, ex- yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play that, and I hope that my copy gets here, ASAP. Um, because I ordered it through GameStop so that I could get the uh patches, the little um, what are they? The the nation patches because that was oh, one nice. of the only, that was one of the only pre-order bonuses that came with like a physical tchotchke. I um that. I uh I bought the. What did I do for that? So it's like this week, uh, it was my birthday on the 15th. So I went and I got a Amazon gift card from my dad. I was like, well, 
what do I want for my birthday? I don't want anything for my birthday. And like Anna's like, you know, Final Fantasy 16's out next week. I'm like, I do know. I'm going to play it. She's like, have you ordered it? I'm like, no, I don't like to do pre-orders. But wait a second. I have an Amazon gift card and a game I know I'm going to play. And it sounds like it's actually good from the demos. I feel safe doing a pre-order now. So I pre-ordered the, the digital super deluxe edition. Not the super, just the digital deluxe edition. I'm sure, I don't remember because I haven't been paying attention. I assume there was some super expensive version. I didn't get that. Yeah. And I'm sure that's long sold out, so. Whatever the was that came, this Phoenix statue, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so none of that. It's just the digital one from Amazon because I didn't realize it was different pre-orders at different things and that you need an EA-style pre-order chart. But um, So whatever I'm getting from Amazon is what I'm getting for there, is all I meant to say. Including, apparently, a cloth map. I said I had to get the digital deluxe edition or the not the the deluxe edition Anna because there's a cloth map and she was laughing. It's like it's the only collector style editions uh, that I consider valid anymore is if they have a cloth map. <laughs> so that you can eventually build your cloth map quilt. <gasps> That's a great idea. I don't have anywhere near enough cloth maps for it though. <laughs> Plus you need to hire like a quilter to do that. No, that's like a hobbyist thing you can learn. Oh, I I thought it was too hard. Well, it probably is. I've heard that it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm still recovering slightly because uh, the way it was worded, I thought you were saying you got the edition of the game where day one patches were with it. I know, right? (laughs) I'm sure there's a day one patch, but... (laughs) Have they gotten to the point where there's day one patch editions of games now? (laughs) There should be. Do you want the day one patch? You gotta shell out. Be a shame if that game didn't run right. (laughs) That's next in our future, isn't it? You got to pay for the patches. Oh, I expect um, it to start with the new Ma- uh, Dragon Age game because oh. it seems like an EA thing to do. They they have said that there is going to be a day one patch, but it's not like a day one fix everything sort of patch, more just uh, optimizing kind of stuff, which is fine. Day one. Here's the rest of the content that we didn't want to have in the pre-download because we know it would leak. Yeah, that probably that too. Uh, doesn't matter. I'm getting physical, but who knows uh, what's on that disc, though? If yeah. anything, but then again, so, like they must be putting something on the disc at Square Enix if they're going to do a two disc Final Fantasy Seven. Um. So while well, I'm well, my side game while I'm playing sixteen because I can you know this I can play portable. Uh, last weekend, Amazon was having a huge Square Enix sale. Uh, so they had marked down Octopath Traveler to two to like forty five bucks, um, which is the cheapest I've seen it. It's probably the cheapest it's ever going to be. Because did you know that there's never been a price drop for the first game? I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, um, it still goes for sixty bucks. I think it does go on sale, but not very often. And um, the first game, funnily enough, has the physical copies have gotten expensive. <laughs> RPG games getting expensive? Never would have thought. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, so uh, that came Wednesday, and I booted it up, and I am now seeing uh, Matt's perfect score because this game has hooked me. Um, it, it feels a lot more polished than the uh, f- first game was, and I'm, I'm kind of digging the characters a little bit more. Um, I started out with the little beast girl who um she, she's the hunter 
<laughs> she, she's got a a lion for a mentor, which is adorable. Um, I played through her story, and then who else did I recruit? I recruited the cleric, whose story was just kind of eh. He's trying to figure out a conspiracy about why the Pope died. Um, I, I played I played through the thief story. The, the thief's first chapter and she's trying to basically free herself from the mafia and then I found Oswald the scholar and he is my new husbando well gaming, <laughs> okay. gaming husband gaming husbando let me clarify because I uh-huh. have a real husbando and I love him very much Wait, but who's I have your several... real husbando God. no that's your husband yeah yeah who's your husbando well, I've had several gaming husbandos over the years. Uh, uh-huh. Gladio, Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, off the top of my head, uh, Sid. But now Oswald is my new gaming husbando because he's a scholar who got framed for murdering his wife and child, and you help him break out of prison. Ooh. And he's like he's long-haired with a beard and glasses and wears an overcoat over his prison garb and has a uh, chain around his neck. And in the prison, he actually had to wear a muzzle because he's a magician or a, sco- um, a magic user, so he couldn't use any spells. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, can I go into first chapter spoilers? Doesn't I mean, bother me, this, but I don't. Know. I don't know if this would be a, a spoiler or not. I, but you know, th- eventually that that muzzle comes off, and he toasts a whole bunch of guards, and nice. it's so badass. Mm-hmm. And once I recruit everybody, he's going to be the first character story I'm going to try to finish because I'm just I want to see more of the story. And <laughs> I realized that the person who framed him is named Harvey. So Harvey and Oswald, uh, which that, that's got to be some sort of thing. localization humor there. Um, but uh, um, is there a book I, repository? I don't know yet. Um, right now I'm in uh, in the continent trying to recruit Ryu the warrior. Um, and I want to go get the uh, merchant because he looks like his story is really fun. He looks like a 30s-style gangster. Um, so, so Kelly, what about. I'm going to want to know from you is, yeah. having not played Octopath Traveler 1 myself, um, actually, I played like a few hours of it, but I'm not really committed, and I would have to start over fresh at this point. Mm-hmm. Should I feel like any reason to finish the first one before the starting and playing the second one? That's what I'm going to want to know. Let me know when you're ready to answer that. I, I mean, you, it, it's completely, the story is completely independent of the first game. Don't like um, first see, characters show up though. They, I don't know. They might, Okay. but I haven't run into the, any of them yet. And if they, if they do show up, I'm sure it's just going to be kind of cameo stuff and not major story stuff. I mean, the character stories in the first game didn't even cross over. Why would you think it would cross over for the sequel? I thought everything crossed over at the end. Uh, in the first game, I think only if you did a certain side quest. Yeah. Okay. But and fought a bunch of super bosses, which yeah. I tried. I was like, nope, f this. Oh. Related question to that is, if I already own one and would like to play, like, say, I wanted to play it, but just went. Hey, I hear too much good about the second one. If I play the second game first, will I even want to go back to the first one? 
it's difficult to say. I mean, are there any systems I, differences or improvements that might make it hard? Yeah, the combat feels a lot more polished. Um, it's not doing that b- brave and default thing like it, like it was doing in the first game. I mean, it's sort That's of doing good. it, but I, I don't know how to des- I don't know how to describe it. S- something about the combat just feels nicer. Um, and you also have the characters have two different abilities depending on what time of day it is, okay. which might be hard to go back to. In the first one or in the second one? In the second one, the two di- the characters have two different abilities. Oh, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, because like it if, sounds if annoying char- to me, but if it's good, then all right. <laughs> it, it it probably does annoy some people. I thought it was kind of amusing because um, like the 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 thief character can mug, or no no sorry Ooh. the thief character can steal, um pickpocket like the thief character in the first game, um. But if she can't, or if something's too high, you can then switch it to nighttime mode, which uh, Oswald can mug people, so he can pretty much fight people and take their shit. Nice. So if if you keep rolling bad on a, a item that you want, just switch it to night mode and then beat the shit out of him. <laughs> which is kind of funny and cruel, but that was what the first game was like. Uh so, yeah, that's going to be my side game, my kind of playing at night while I'm playing through 14, though it'll be interesting if I get so addicted to uh, that I would want to that I would want to swap them. But I, somehow I doubt it. I, I wanted something that I could play um, on my switch while I was playing uh, by PS5, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a PC version that I can soft load on my Steam Deck. Well, there is. It's called the Switch version with an emulator, but for 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 Final Fantasy 16. Oh, sorry, I heard. I thought you were talking about Octopath. Okay. All right. No, yeah. I was. Yeah, 16. I can't believe they're doing this exclusive thing still. I'm like, okay. Probably because Sony gave them a butt ton of money. Sure. It's just weird. Um. So yeah, that that's pretty much all I've been playing. Next week, I will definitely be playing sixteen. Um, just get that out of the way right now. Cool. I I, I am excited. Yes, me too. But we'll talk more about that later. All right, Ryan, what have you been playing? Well, uh, I'm still plugging away at Darkest Dungeon two. Oh uh, boy. Pro- Progress has been a bit slower, but that's to be expected as I'm nearing the end game and debatably was lucky in the last few chapters. So I have unlocked less skills than I'm, uh, I would guess a lot of people have by the final chapter of the game because you unlock your skills through going to hero shrines with the characters in your party. You do a little... Uh, you either listen to... Uh, a little bit of extra story on the character or do a little mini fight which if you win the fight you uh, uh, or just hear the whole story you unlock your next ability so I probably don't have optimized builds for any of the characters yet so I probably have a little bit of I will only make it so far before I die aspects 
before I attempt to tackle this final boss, which I have not seen yet because I've had some bad luck on the lair bosses, which I had mentioned before. Uh, in Darkest Dungeon 2, everything uh, you go through as a stagecoach, so rather than jumping into a dungeon, walking around, bringing stuff with, your, uh, with you each time, you start off with nothing and you go to inns and you have your goal to buy what you need. Uh, you can buy uh, improvements for your stagecoach uh, to give you little boosts. And like uh, every time you reach a location, you might get restorative items type thing if you happen to have that one. And then you pick paths where your stagecoach uh, travels down and uh, hero shrines happen to be one of them. Uh, usually going that kind of route means you're f uh, facing less combat, which means your characters are less strong. Uh, when you make it towards the end and you want to have more mastery to unlock the higher versions of each of the attacks. So there's always a give and take on how much you actually want to fight and how quickly you want to fight things. Because to face the chapter boss, which there's five of them uh, to fully beat the game, you need to uh, go into a lair fight two uh, fights and then the third one is a mini boss those mini bosses tend to almost be well for me anyway i've died more to the uh, layer bosses than i have to the chapter bosses but that kind of makes sense too and the if you beat a layer boss that uh, especially early on you you're just immediately like you're a lot stronger you have great equipment uh they give you a lot of gold and stuff like that to buy new things so you can just buy more stuff to be uh, fully prepared for a later fight if you do the fights later on then you just feel like you're weaker compared to before but uh after my run of luck on chapter three and chapter four of just being able to first time uh, fighting the boss uh i lose along the way a couple of the characters i picked so here's random characters see if you can make a team with it ha 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 and being able to complete it, this last attempt has uh, had me do like th the same 30-minute loop where the first biome I go through, I try to fight the lair boss, die, start again. Uh, doing it that way means I'm not unlocking anything, so I'm switching it up to see if I can make it a little bit longer. Uh, it'll, it'll take a little bit longer, but I get all the uh, upgrades and stuff that I might need. I still find the game uh, very enjoyable. I'm mm -hmm. uh, 55 hours in now, so I recommend it to a lot of people that would in, uh, enjoy uh, difficult tactical games like that. Uh, there is a lot of things that are different to Darkest Dungeon 1, so whether you played the first one or not, I could see you jumping into either of them and still enjoying it just as much. I, I've been very impressed with how the game the only thing that feels similar is the combat, but the way you unlock things, the way you can use things, the way the characters interact with each other is just different enough where it doesn't feel repetitive. It's just frustrating, though, when you're trying to do a, because uh, it's a roguelike, a run to the boss. Yeah, it's like four hours. So you play for four hours, lose against the, uh, one of the final like the final boss or one of the final uh, mini bosses, and then you have another four hours to go before you're able to attempt the fight again. So it's like automatically making you have a 
like save point at the beginning of a, a dungeon run in a regular JRPG kind of thing, and then you can't save in front of the final boss, so you have to do the final dungeon every time. So that part's frustrating, but if you're enjoying the game, but it's not that bad. And unless you're doing it like I am, where you just want to see the end credits, the, you can keep playing the game and even losing, you still get progression. So it's not bad. You're reminding me I've been uh, of another game I've been playing that I forgot about, which is Slay the Spire. Um, I'm playing that on my Switch as well at night. And um, I, I've spent... Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just this past week trying to just complete a basic run with the Wanderer. And I can't. And it's the fourth character. It's the character they added with with patches. It's not required for getting the true ending, which I still haven't gotten that either. Um, But like, I'm just bad at playing this character. And I... I've watched lots of guides and read some deck guides, and now I'm a lot better at playing the character, but I still can't finish a run, which is just not the case with some of the other characters, which I was having no problems finishing runs. But this character, something about it, it's frustrating because when I go reading guides, how do I beat the Watcher and Slay the Spire? And people are like, no, this is the easiest character that you can do the most damage in. Most people use this for because you can abuse it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's the easiest character. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the hardest for me. So this is where I'm learning the way I think about and play card games has flaws, I think, and I need to get better. So I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it or not, but um, that that's another thing that's been going on. And you reminded me of that with the upgrades and unlocks and having to s- start over fresh each time and how long it takes to get, get to a boss to try again. And uh, it could be frustrating. It's always so rewarding to act, to make it through. And I find with roguelikes, that uh, looking at a guide, it's almost like the people writing the guide just happen to have luck using certain characters. Because I'll look like I did the chapter three and chapter four bosses, which are considered quite hard, and I'll be like, make sure you don't like this character won't be that helpful. Have this kind of setup; it'll make it a lot easier. And I'm like, okay, I had that setup originally. All my characters got lost so when i made it to the next inn they gave me random characters and of course i got the ones that are like these are extremely unoptimal you will lose if you use these characters and like they don't say that but it's like it'll make it be extremely difficult and then i end up doing the fight and i'm like okay this character like one of them for example is called a grave robber they say the grave robber isn't that great and generally speaking i guess they aren't but somehow three of the four bosses I've beaten, I had a grave robber in my party. I'm like <laughs> if I'm winning with the worst character, but I keep losing with the best characters, what's happening here? I don't have an answer. I assume it's, I just assume I'm the, I'm the problem, but I don't know how or why. And I need a guru to help me. And I haven't found one. I'm trying uh, to think of games where I've used suboptimal characters and still did. Okay. And I'm not really thinking of anything. Well, even going back to older games, I remember being told, like, oh, uh, why are you uh, playing Final Fantasy VI without maximizing magic stats for people? And I'm like, I barely use magic. And you don't need the game, to. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to, like, because uh, when I first played it on this SNES, I didn't know you could use the espers as attacks. 
So there were a lot of little things I just didn't really know about the game, and I just kept going, Chainsaw Goes Burr, so <laughs> I, I don't see what I need now. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say Edgar's, you know, a hidden gem of character in the game either. Everyone uses Edgar, so it's not like I I didn't have... Uh, the mo- I didn't necessarily have the most optimal for a lot of games, but I wasn't doing the worst choices either. Because even my example in Darkest Dungeon 2, I'm using the Grave Robber, yes, but it's also a four-person party. And each one of those, I have like a Plague Doctor, which is considered OP and can almost solo content in some situations. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's speedrunners that have tried spe- uh, doing solo runs with them. Same thing with the Man at Arms. So like I have amazing characters to... Uh, balance out the bad one but like the grave robbers actually been useful each time too which was surprising so be like going through some of these older games using like okay this character is considered bad how can i make the uh, how can i make it win but i'm not trying to do that it's just happening that way fair enough maybe that can be a question of the week what bad character and quote-unquote bad character in a video game have you mastered Despite advice telling you otherwise. All right. Well, let's talk about our answers for last week's question of the week, which was, I don't know. Um, what were you the most hyped about for uh, Summer Game Fest? Ah, okay. One second. Tinklin wrote in and said, It's always risky to judge a game based on a slick, mostly pre-rendered showcase video, but Dungeons of Hinterburg looks like it's worth checking out more. Kunitsugami, Path of the Goddess, I had to look up that long name again, also looks gorgeous with Capcom's signature monster design. Hopefully it has an easy mode, since it's an action RPG. Yeah, that game showed a lot, and then the combat was pretty not well shown in kunitsugami so i'm not convinced but it could be it's got a lot of art <laughs> that's neat uh that's the only answer we had so um yeah don't know why people haven't been answer- answering yeah what's uh what what was your favorites at a uh, summer game fest mine um final fantasy 7 yep I had Metaphor Refantasio and then a couple smaller indie games like Bloomtown and other story Nice. Um, I had others. They will be in the news, which we can get into right now if you'd like. Let's do it. <laughs> Car Combat RPG Resistor has been announced. This is from P Cube and Long what? Way Home. Car Combat. Yeah. Car Combat. Okay. Um, so this is like Cars the movie. You're more like Death Race. You're participating in death races, and the prize is citizenship to one of the future wasteland self-contained city-states. Okay. I don't see, I didn't see anything in the trailer showing off the car combat, but um, there's co- vehicular combat tournaments, um, plenty of optional min- missions, multiple endings, and reputation systems. So Is this post-apocalyptic, like or are they just in a canyon? I, th- I think it's supposed to be post-apocalyptic. Okay. That's what it sounded like to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the reason. Oh wow! Why you... It just—that's not how physics work. What they just did with that card, but all right, cool. 
So uh, part of why you you were subjected to the Otome metal video that I sent you, Chris, is because um, music music based RPG Fretless has been revealed, and this Ooh, another based, music game, man. Um, this is based off of the musician Rob Scallion, who that is that video I sent you, and I guess that whole YouTube channel has lore because you're fighting a. Yeah, you're fighting the main antagonist, Rick Riffin, Rick Riffson, who is the evil boss of the Super Metal Records company. And one of the videos showed that character on the YouTube channel. Mm. And um, the trailer for this makes the music sound really cool. And it's probably done by the guy himself. It's all heavy metal? Ah, uh, kind of a mix. From what I'm I can just... hear. I'm just hoping the uh, final boss is a character where it's like uh, they have a mode where it's like you like the music so far, time to make it end, and then just background music is done and it's just quiet. You're like, but no, I, I'm playing the game because I love the music, and then it's just. Or it could switch to like Elevator or New Wave. Um, the game is available to Wisterlist right now on Steam, by the way, which I'm doing at this moment. Um. Let's see what else. Far- Farming Sim Fields of Mistra has been announced. Um, this is the NPC studio revealing its Farming Sim game. Music by on- Toby Fox. Yep. And Fretless? No, in oh, this Farming Sim. Fields of Mistra. Oh, okay. Um, uh, very, very pixel art, very Harvest Moon. It looks cute. I just want to listen to it for a while. <laughs> this sounds great. Good soundtrack. Um, but yeah. Oh, lots of marriage contract, marriage options. Uh, yeah, this is very Harvest Moon, isn't it? Yep. Yep. In my notes, it was basically Harvest Moon with Toby Fox soundtracks, all I wrote for it. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm down for that. <laughs> we have a, a, a soft remix of Megalovania. Uh, probably somewhere, but not in this trailer. And then um, getting into some of the bigger news. So Like a Dragon 8 has been renamed to Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Um, he was nude on a beach in <laughs> in America. Yeah, which I that was kind of funny. Uh, especially, well, one, the Austin Power censoring, which is hilarious, yep. is to me that that trope is never not funny and then um you know he's speaking japanese and hearing the the everybody else in english because i thought was this going to be another one of the games that isn't dubbed wait there's english voices okay i see what they're doing there (laughs) um at the same time seeing a beach for that long i've just been desensitized from dead island so i was expecting zombies to show up so when did I say this is going to release? It, the, the article doesn't really say. I don't think sometime, they did. Okay. No. Sometime in 2024, um, you'll switch between uh, Kiryu and Kazuga in the game. I wonder if, it, I wonder if the switching will be like Yakuza 0. I thought Kiryu way. was out. Now you're going to play as him again? Well, we had that story last week about his game, uh, like a Dragon Guide Gaiden. I can't remember what the subtitle was now. Man with no a man who erased his name. That's curious. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. 
that's the spinoff like, that I think is going to release in between these that shows what Kiryu was doing during uh, Like a Dragon 7. So, um, is any of you still playing Cyberpunk 2027? No. No, I, I'm getting ready to try it out for the first time, though, because it seems like I ironed out enough of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that same boat. Well, just in time for the new expansion, um, this is going to release on September, and this expansion is a spy thriller tale as the protagonist V becomes involved in a mission to save the president. Are you a bad enough cyberpunk <laughs> to save the president? Yeah. It, so far, my favorite part of it was the five-minute-ish uh, sit-down they did with Keanu Reeves at the Xbox uh, Extended Showcase. Was his voice still weird in that? Not his that voice I was noticed. so strange in the intro to this video. Like, he'd been at a concert all night, or he's battling throat cancer, or who knows what. Like, it sounded so weird. I didn't listen that closely, to be honest. Okay. I was mostly just surprised that after the, the big reveal, like having him on the stage aspect, it's like a year a year or two later, they're just able to have a whole five minutes sit down where they ask him questions about the game. Cool. And this shouldn't be a surprise, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is only available for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series SX. So if you bought the last gen versions, your SOL. Why you haven't upgraded yet, I don't know. <laughs> so there you go. And then some of the big, big news this week. Um, we've got some new uh, SMT news. Well, Persona news specifically. Um, so <laughs> during their Xbox presentation, they announced uh, Persona 5 Tactica and Persona 3 Reloaded. These also got leaked um, long before these got announced. On Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram, no less. Um, I kind of was like, well, that's one way to get me to not buy into SMT games right away. Just put them on the one console I don't own. And then later on, they announced the other systems, PC and uh, PS5. <laughs> so that was that. Tactica's on Switch, if I remember right, as well. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. It looks like a Switch game. Um, it only says currently announced for PC, Xbox One, and Series. Uh, oh, and PS Five. We ha- actually. I do like the. Story. I think the voice actress of the main character in the Tactic Games is Mitsuru's voice actress, right? I'm not sure. Okay. I haven't re- read the new voice actor list. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Uh, Tactic is coming to Switch and PS Five. I wonder why they're not putting Persona Three Reload on Switch. I don't know. I can't imagine it's going to be pushing that much more polygons than the original, but... <sighs> Who knows? So tell me <laughs> well, more about Persona 3. So Five Tactics is a tactical game with original story. It looks like a spinoff game. Um, I never played Strikers, so I don't know how they dealt with story in the Strikers game. Um, so I'm sure this will... but. The I know if it's like the Q games, the story will be self-contained and everyone will lose their memories, so it won't matter, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's something like that's going to happen. Tactics three reload other, is different. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, the other interesting thing about the tactics game is that it looks less like Devil Survivor and more like a XCOM. Yep, 
At least that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I so, just thought that was interesting to point out. And then <laughs> Persona 3 Reload. Um, uh, let's see. What is going on here? So we've got HD of that PS2 game. It, it is not like portable. You do run around the world in this. Are they adding they, the female character? Are they adding no. the fest content? No. Uh, this article says no it will not include the female protagonist um and there is it's a rework of its tar- there's going to be a rework of the tartarus dungeon so we don't know what that will entail. so if they're not going to do the so maybe that means that this can be a, the fest content then i mean they could put it in there but they did say that they aren't going to do the answer right so it won't have the second half of the game that came with fest which was the answer which is its own run through which would be better as an anime probably (laughs) it's entirely possible they could add it as dlc yeah sure my naive hope is that they're uh considering this a definitive edition that they're but it's not though right because portables got the female character content which is better but they're i'm not saying it's their uh, i'm saying it's their version of definitive which means that they did female characters and they looked at it and went we don't want the female main character <laughs> and it's one story okay. i'm not saying that's a good thing but if they at least release everything else to say this is like the p kind of like how they did like resident evil 2 remake so they like we're rebooting the story this is what how we want to tell it now doesn't mean they'll be uh, be good but that's like the best case scenario i can think of for the new yeah game. sure Oh. So I wonder if this is going to come to the Switch, but only as a cloud game. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it's only announced for uh, Tactics was not announced for the Switch in our article. You sure? Um, no, it, it, there's a sub uh, follow up article. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Confirmed. So, but Reload is just PC and Xbox, and uh. I don't think it's on Game Pass, though, because Atlas likes to make lots of money. Except I shouldn't say that, because Atlas puts lots of things on Game Pass. So I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know either. Um, and then, so, so they've been uh, talking about this game as Project Re-Fantasy. They have now officially unveiled it. It is Metaphor Re-Fantasio. Um, this is a full-scale fantasy RPG done by the, let's see... The character designer from Persona and the composer from Persona, and and the director. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this trailer or not. It was one of the top two for me, anyway. Uh, trailers I saw during Summer Games. I'm so I'm I'm very excited for it. Um, I, I want to see more trailers, obviously. Uh, but I I'm curious about it. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why the past uh, smts have sucked because all the talent was working on metaphor it's entirely possible mm-hmm. um, i bet they worked on both right i don't know i would imagine smt5 had these people working on it um but actually the menu system indicates is this persona team people not smt people i don't know how it's split up you know what i don't know who works on what there this looks interesting it looks like um persona but different st- you know, a Persona menu system and style, but totally different world. Probably very different combat system. What do we got? Archetype, call power. Okay, that's a Persona. Synthesis, team up. All right, that's like Persona. Guard, raised defenses. Okay, I don't think defense is a Persona thing, so that's different. Weapon, wield arms. Well, that's like the guns. 
Okay, so this is just a Persona game, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Persona Fantasy. And I'm okay with that overall. Indeed. Um, are you are you down with time bending RPGs? Sure. Tell me more. Uh, and Exile released its latest title, Clockwork Revolution, which is a first person action RPG where you can bend time. Um, set in a Victoria area metropolis of Avalon. So this game looks like Bioshock Infinite. I'm just gonna say it. This is just yeah, this is that. just Bioshock Infinite, but let's do yep. a different version. <laughs> like it's got the alternate universe thing going on. I don't know. We'll I'm see. <laughs> In our article, the uh, game director and principal designer are known for being game designers on Arcanum of Steamworks and Magic Obscura. Oh wow, which was one of Old my school. favorite CRPGs. So, but that game like didn't score that well. It just had a good aesthetic and music, right? Mostly, yeah. Like it, like it didn't review it that great. <laughs> that didn't make it as good as the like other games of the era. That for some reason names are escaping me. Mm. Games of the era. So that would have been out um, like early two thousand CRPG. Yeah. So like so, we're competing against Diablo two and Baldur's Gate and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Neverwinter Nights. Neverwinter nice would have been hitting. Okay. Yeah. I think Neverwinter landed after that. And that was in 3D, so it looked like garbage because, you know, early 3D games. Uh, we've anyway. got Citizen Sleeper to... No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are we doing in this clockwork game? What do we do? It's just change the past, change the future, and we only see one of two endings. Is this going to be good or bad? What's the gameplay in this clockwork I, game? I don't know. No one knows, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is just a teaser. I think they show they didn't really go into anything. It, it's in exile. Show, they made like the tactical games. The um, they made the Shadowrun reworks, right? Uh, it's Wasteland Three. Oh, sorry, the Wasteland games. Excuse me, yeah. different different team. Which also tactical. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the reason I, I made that distinction is I think, uh, ironically, the Shadowrun people did make a game later on in our list. Oh, okay. We'll get there. Not sure if we talk about it or not, but they, uh, uh, Lamplighters League. All right. Well, we'll talk about that when we get there. All right. So what's what's Sleeper Two? I didn't play the first one. Is this a series um, people actually like? It continues the challenging tabletop gameplay and visual novel storytelling of its predecessor, and this time you will travel to the Starward Belt, a remote asteroid, a remote asteroid cluster. Cool. Yeah, I didn't play the yeah. first one, so I don't know. This made me think I should check it out because I do remember it having good scores, right? So I uh, should check it out. I want to say the first one reviewed at least decently well. Uh, we gave it a three and a half or a four, I believe. Cool. Um, does anybody still play Fallout 76? Apparently, uh, they claim 15 million players in this, which, okay. All right. I should be clear, my opinions here have been greatly influenced by Private Sessions and Patrician TV, which are two YouTubers which have basically completely blackpilled on all Bethesda games. And they write the the 15-hour Skyrim videos from Patrician TV, where it basically is a very heavy criticism. Like they, they praise the good things in these games, but the overall narrative is that Bethesda 
the things aren't firing right on all their cylinders over there. So, and they're already gearing up with live streams, picking apart all the preview content for Starfield. So anyway, recently they did a full series on 76. And so I've been fully biased to believe that fallout 76 not only is it not fixed it is actually in a worse state in a lot of ways from a narrative perspective and a gameplay perspective than it was when it came out so seeing this trailer which basically tries to push the narrative that the game's real good now and lots of people are playing it and here's like atlantic city content you should come join 76 is just hilarious to me because the takeaway i've had from 76 is like the game's basically dead and in life support mode and you should stay far away from it unless you very much know what you're getting into (laughs) anyway that's where i'm at you're going to a brand new expedition to go to Atlantic City where you can explore the casino heaven to win a big game of chance or risk it all when exploring the darkest quarters of the beachside boardwalk. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Follow the, uh, like uh, has been mentioned, the, it came out so poorly that even when it touted everything it was going to try doing in uh, Fallout 76, I still kind of wasn't interested. So, uh, but I'm always glad when games that start out poor have redemption arcs. So good on it for still making new content. Yeah. Just arguing the, the, the redemption arc is yeah. Anyway, Mon Cappy has it right. Fault 76 is a live service, which is reason enough to stay away from it, which, yeah. yeah, well, there are other live service games like Diablo 4 that I don't have a problem playing, but this one, mm. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I like this recommended 2,667 hours on record. All of it kind of works sometimes. <laughs> That's a review <laughs> for Fallout 76. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So then they tease Star Starfield and they had the Starfield Direct thing, which like I said, I'm already pre-biased against this game. Um though I've been watching a lot of the content on it. It it looks like a cool space game, but like um so they had a like another half hour session on it uh at the the Xbox game thing this week. It's um it's it, is it just me or is this game just No Man's Sky? I know it's not just me, but I'm going to pose that here to you. <laughs> I, I thought it was supposed to be Skyrim in space. Yeah, it looks more like No Man's Sky to me. <laughs> no Man's Sky with Skyrim combat. <laughs> oh no. No, that's bad. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I haven't done too much of a deep dive on it just because I don't have anything Xbox. Oh, and this my is PC will never be able to run it. Why why have we messed up so far? Obviously it's No Man's Skyrim. Right? No? No Man's Skyrim? Yeah. Yeah, wow. no, I Nothing? Get it. Okay. I, I, All right. No. I get it. I just um yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the sci-fi RPGs. So I and is it is it going to be Xbox exclusive? I cannot yes. remember. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. yeah then and PC, I, right? Yeah. But yeah. Then I'm definitely not It's interested. going to be PC. Modder's going to have to fix everything. <laughs> it's uh, like I don't I don't even know where to start on this one. Um Yeah, the the scanning looks straight out of No Man's Sky, right? <laughs> 
but it, at least it's presented nice. It looks pretty. Um, a lot of loading zones we noticed in these trailers. Uh, lots of just loading, which is weird, but um, yeah, okay. Uh, I guess that's just like Skyrim and stuff was. Uh, and yeah, and then you have the the dog companion that we don't know what. It, the, sorry, not the dog. It's a robot, Vasco. Um, mm. But it's obviously the role of the faithful dog companion, right? It can't be objectionable. At least you have a companion you can always take in case you hate all the other companions. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I, you know, what they haven't shown is like. When you go down to a new planet, first of all, can you visit every planet? I'm gonna doubt it. Can't can't is it really like No Man's Sky? Can you go to every world, everywhere in every world? Can you land wherever you want in every world? Or are there are specific landing zones that have been handcrafted and that's the part you can interact with? Like we don't really have good answers to those questions. But um So I might want uh, I may have given thought uh, purchasing it if the landing worked like it did in an old Final Fantasy game where your ship just goes down and then lifts back up because it can't land there? No, but what we see in the trailers and stuff are what look like Destiny-style loading and takeoff animations, where it's more like a cutscene. So I don't think you get to land wherever you want, at least based on what they've shown. Obviously, picking apart a trailer does not an accurate presentation of a... Uh, of a game make right so we'll we'll see if that changes some but based on what they usually do in games um, i i don't think they made no man's sky i think they got a lot of no man's sky in elements in here but i don't think their engine can handle it (laughs) that engine is it's a special thing i know it's this is a new one so it's i guess a better version of the engine but we'll see we'll see we'll see you can do shipbuilding. That's cool. Um, it does look like you have to zone into your ship, though. So <laughs> it's not just like walk into your ship wherever it is. Let's go hit a zoning loading zone, which is kind of weird in a modern game. But, you know, whatever. Maybe people don't care. Um, and then hopefully the companions will be well written. And there's space combat, too. And Bethesda, in my opinion, Skyrim combat isn't really good. Um now we have a game where we have multiple styles of combat. We have space combat, land combat. Are any of them going to be good? We'll see. I'm a little worried. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and then they talk about the damn watch. Kelly, you going to buy this $300 watch that's not really a smartwatch? Um, I did not see the watch. What, what, oh, what's the deal Kelly. With the watch? They've, been ma- they've been talking about this watch for forever with this game. This watch has been in the works for years probably not because it's probably been done in the game it hasn't been done but like it's a replica uh, you can get a real life version of the watch you get in the game for like 300 bucks or whatever but i don't think it's actually a smart watch i think it could just like either do some things with the game and that's it <laughs> it's got bluetooth but it's not like gonna do things in your <laughs> with your like um yeah, so like it's got it's smart in that it can tell you the air pressure, acceleration, um, temperature of where you are. So it's got sensors, but it's not like gonna tie in like an Apple Watch to your phone. So, do you want a big big game watch or a special controller and a and a and a patch of the of like kind of their NASA organization from the game? Yeah. Um. Nah. Not. Really. <laughs> you gonna pass on that? <laughs> 
I'm not even that interested in the game, much less it's uh, feelies, but you do you. Uh, uh, this thing's going to be Game Pass Day 1, so I'm playing it when it comes out. I got to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. If you have Game Pass, I, I don't I'm, I'm so down this YouTube hole of blackpilling on Bethesda that I need to know for myself. Um, like, how does it turn out? Is it is it going to turn out way better than we expect? Is it still going to get, is it going to be a, f- a 10 out of 10 game and yet still be disappointing in a lot of ways for people who like old school RPGs like Skyrim, which is so weird to say, right? <laughs> I had fun playing Skyrim and yet even I recognize like, this is, this is not like old RPGs. Like this is, this is, this is, this is fast food version of an RPG rather than really substantial. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> Starfield controller does it have the like the buttons printed on it? It's just it's just got art on it. It's the same buttons okay. normal, but yeah, they've they've made they've printed like artwork from the game on it. So it's well, it's just designed. Sure if, well, I wasn't sure if that was like actually like ship controls. No, it's no no extra controls. It's just got clear okay. triggers, so you can see the trigger oh. mechanisms inside of it. So yeah, it's just a controller. You don't need it. <laughs> Now, now you're making me wonder if my uh, my Growlancer watch still works. Mm. I've got that in a box. Somewhere. Probably, probably better off staying in the box and not stressing about it. Yep, I made me think the same about my Chrono Cross clock. <laughs> got a Vanna Deal clock that I don't think can be accurate anymore for Final Fantasy XI. Did they finally like make the time? I. I th- I have a vague memory of that being the case. I don't know if it's true, but yeah. Okay, well, are we ready to move on to action RPG Angeline Era? Oh, yeah, let's get off of Starfield. What's Angeline Era about? Um, I don't know, but okay. <laughs> I'm watching. Well, no, I'm watching so about equal game- with Starfield. <laughs> I'm watching this gameplay trailer, and it looks like the PS One. Uh, 16-bit oh my gosh it's like game, but... it's like final fantasy 7 overworld <laughs> what is this am i not the only person getting that vibe it looks like it's straight out of the uh 16 to 20 32 bit transition sure considering my first comparison was grand stream saga my first impression was light crusader on the genesis of all things those are but... all things i didn't play so i don't know it's just—it's funny. Vaughn and I were talking about how weird that uh, transition was. I hated uh, early 3D graphics so much that I avoided a lot of those games, Kelly. So, I mean, I—I I played them because I was desperate to play anything that was good. Um, this one, like I remember, Brave Fencer Musashi having that kind of style. That this was is terrible. a vibe. This is like Panzer Dragoon Saga style graphics. Like we're going for super <laughs> chunk. <laughs> Right, it's this game. This is the one where there's no actually a, uh, a actual attack button. You bump into things. Oh, it's an ease game. <laughs> the first ease game was like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Um, so so that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I and, and I'm sorry. It sounds like we're making fun of it. It's just we don't know what to make of it. This might be amazing. It's just I have no clue. They, Coming out next year don't... for PC, Mac, and some consoles. There's just a little bit of story details in a trailer, so we don't have a lot of information. Yeah. Um, and and if, it, if it's a good game, I'll certainly try it because I love that aesthetic. Yeah, once again, that's Angeline Era. So go check that out if you're into the PlayStation One 
ish early PlayStation one aesthetic. <laughs> um, and then I talked about this earlier. We've got the final fantasy 16 demo available and there was a pre-launch stream. Um, you will have access to the game's first opening sections. Um, they warn you that you're going to be watching a lot of cutscenes in these opening sections. So beautiful. Um, That's what I want. I want I mean, an hour. I want an hour of cutscenes. I want metal gear solid four level of cutscenes. I mean, I was had my controller set down quite a bit, um, though there are some kind of quick. I want to watch. <laughs> I want to watch the protagonist smoke a cigarette for an hour while it installs. <laughs> I, I did that the whole time. I watched Snake smoke that damn cigarette. Also, <laughs> um, if you have kiddos and that don't want to hear harsh language, um, it does have f bombs in it. What the game? Yeah, okay. which kind of shocked the hell yep. out of me. Yep. Um, it, it is F in Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, I, I know that the ones in 7 were censored, but these aren't. Um, it's also quite violent. Uh, people die horribly. And th- there's blood everywhere. Um, it, I mean, it's it's obviously, it's M-rated. Of course, it's going to be like that. Yeah, but yeah. I just wanted to warn you guys... <laughs> This is not a. Ha- Ooh, when are we going to get our AO Final Fantasy? I, I, <laughs> I was going to say. Um, Never. Well, <laughs> was that well, not- Travelers? <laughs> no, sadly not. Okay. Well, not overtly sexual. Two, two characters did kind of make out a little bit in the demo. So, um,. Any, anyway, the story progress carries over to your main save. The combat preview stuff does not. Um, Square, Square also confirmed that um, Platinum and Kingdom Hearts Studio were involved in parts of the game's development, which the, with the combat, yeah, I, I see that. Okay. And of course, the demo's out now for 16 if you want to play it. We talked about it earlier. So. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that if you're at all curious about 16 you definitely need to try the demo and that's going to color your impression about whether or not it's going to be up your alley it's been up my alley since i saw the first trailer that's why i don't watch any other trailers (laughs) i mean i i've been excited i'm glad we're going back to fantasy and i'm curious what a mature final fantasy is going to be i I also have a lot of trust for the producer director because you know i like 14 and 14 storytelling so it's like yep i'm here for this which by the way i should really finish endwalker shouldn't i (laughs) me me too (laughs) better do that (laughs) i i was gonna log in this week so that i could uh watch some or just kind of remember what heaven's lord was like but then it's like well you gotta do your account or put money on your account it's like nope not messing with that i will watch youtube videos and try to remember <laughs> why was there a free weekend and it wouldn't let you in because you're a past subscriber or something yeah okay pretty much right. so uh action rpg dungeons of hinterberg has been announced yeah this is a weird looking one um it's kind of neat art style but i i was not vibing on the gameplay myself but there's a lot of like surfing sort of thing going on with fighting and a lot of traversal so you might be into it you check it out grinding it has an alpine aesthetic yeah kind of neat yeah kind of a snowboarding not surfing yeah um so there's that uh 
Banner Saga developer Stoic has announced the action RPG Towerborn, um, which will feature co-op for It's an action players. RPG. That's so weird. Because the first games has... were all tactical RPGs. Yeah. Almost reminds me more of a brawler based off of the uh, footage, if I remember right. Yeah, I was trying to find gameplay footage. Uh, there's not much in there, so... So you're getting a little bit of Castle Crashers, a little bit of Guardian Heroes? Yeah, that that sounds about accurate. Uh, I was going to say Dungeon Fighter Online, but I'm not sure anyone played or enjoyed that game like I did. So I do like they've got like this central tower city where the city's all built on the outside of a tower <laughs> and spirals mm-hmm. up. And it's like, that's not safe, but okay, that's cool. <laughs> And then I guess you're expanding your influence. I thought maybe it was like a 4X game, um, but I guess I guessed wrong. So it's more of a, yeah, side-scrolling action game and with like four characters. So I'm like, oh, is this like a Valkyrie profile combat system or what? And I don't, we don't know, do we? Oh, I guess it's co-op, right? So that's, that's up to four-player co-op. So, oh, just action RPG smash things like I, run run forward like i said it looked like guardian heroes from yeah. what little i saw no you're right you're right you're right um we've also got bloomtown a different story that has been announced um this is a cozy rpg set in the 60s where the demon world is coming up and you're uh, i'm sorry to fight a cozy game set in the 60s with the demon world yeah mm-hmm. what <laughs> Yeah. Basically, it's and why uh, does everyone keep glitching? <laughs> monster collecting uh, Stranger Things is what I got, and I'm like, I want. Yes, yeah. no, that I did get the Stranger Things vibe when I was watching that, and it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of missing kids, and I assume it's because the kids are going to fight demons because no one else can. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's set in the '60s, and they were walking by a billboard that said "Silence of the Lambs." Yeah. Which, that was an 80s movie, yep. wasn't it? I mean, it's anachronistic. Who knows? Also, uh, from the developers of Graveyard Keeper, which I know a lot of people liked, so... Graveyard what? Graveyard Keeper. Is this is Graveyard Keeper? Keeper? The the, uh, what, the devs, yes. Uh, is that Lazy Bear, or which one is the Graveyard yeah, Keeper? Lazy Bear. Cool. Graveyard Keeper I'm... had a cool writing style, so I hope that this pans out well. Um, yeah. I think I Anna's going to play this one because she likes monster know, taming. Go ahead. Sorry. I want to know more about that Corgi that's uh, all buffed out and wearing a scarf. Yeah, he does get very buff. <laughs> uh, I'm I wondering also... if um, I'm wondering if this is like uh, inspired by 60s Americana, like there was a cultural stagnation. So you're in the 80s, but it still feels like the 60s sort of thing. So it could be one yeah. of those. Could be. I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to keep an eye on this one, see how it looks. Um, we've also got a turn-based adventure RPG called Hermit and Pig, um, where, yeah, you're following the, this duo. and Is um, one a hermit and one a pig? Yeah, I, okay. I think so. Yep. On the nose. This is a weird-looking one. Yeah. Very kind indie. <laughs> yeah. So kind what do you do minimal. in this? Kind of that low tech style. Yeah. What? What is? Is this a Harvest Mooney? What is this? No. Um, you're foraging for mushrooms, avoiding human and avoiding human interaction. Well, hell, that just sounds like my life. 
<laughs> and then a girl from a nearby village shows up and there. Oh, and then it has earthbound combat. What is going on? Yeah. Okay. Looks neat. This might turn out good. Who knows? Keep an eye on it. Um. Oh, um. I don't, it's a year old game. I don't know if anybody's still playing Triangle Strategy, but they've released an update. To do what? You can replay chapters and replay story battles, and there's an extra story episode, which is yeah. a 10 minute epilogue available to those who got the true ending. Oh, okay. Um, there's also battle adjustments for repeat playthroughs and animation skips. So, yay. Um, and are you going to replay game. Triangle Strategy with the new patch? Okay. I can't hear her. <laughs> Never mind. So, uh, yeah, if you've been looking for an excuse to go finish Triangle Strategy, maybe that patch is the way. Can replay yeah, some stuff the, you want to redo and, and get the true ending. That gives me an excuse to try for the true ending one day. I, I'm assuming that's why you can replay, right? Is to mm-hmm. try and more easily get the ending you want? Yeah, because I, I played it through straight, just trying to go for anything. and um you have to do very specific things to trigger the true ending. Yeah. I assume you got a very bad ending. No, just, I mean, they're not oh, okay. really good or bad. They're just oh, endings. Okay. Good. Um, what is, is the true ending all balanced? I assume between the I three mean, routes, more or less. Like pretty much everybody's happy. Yeah. And you defeat the real bad guy. Got it. Which is capitalism. Uh, <laughs> the comedic way I would do uh, to explain it is uh, the true ending is the only one where Sarah Noah has all of his brain cells. Oh, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So what about this Button City Soccer Days? They're describing it as a cozy soccer action RPG, and it's got cute animals. So isn't that... um? So <laughs> what's the other soccer RPG? Inazuma 11, but with foxes? Yeah. And yeah. much lower animation quality. <laughs> I mean, speaking of PS1 aesthetic. Eh, this looks better than PS1. It's way cleaner. <laughs> higher resolution. Yeah. Low poly, Slightly but higher more. res. <laughs> yeah. Low poly tunic's what I get. Low poly tunic, yep. <laughs> but clean. Um, Very clean. Yes. So you're an animal cast competing to the go to the new open soccer t- tournament. Okay. Um. Form, former rivals the fluff squad that ma- that makes me think of the girl with the dog's youtube channel <laughs> fluff, mm-hmm. fluff off mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it could be cute mm-hmm. could this be an alex game i don't know maybe maybe he, he likes yeah. soccer games so everyone so the animals seem to be cats foxes and like some sort of panda bear and that's pretty much it Okay. Well, as as long as they're not stereo. Oh, and bunnies, bunnies too. Yeah. Seems very wholesome. Yeah. Um, we've got the Everhood Two that's been announced. This is the follow up to the 2021 Weird Adventure RPG mm-hmm. that was kind of a sort of clone of um, not EverQuest. Earthbound. Undertale. 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 Um, <laughs> like right there, down to the font. Uh. The, the first one is. Is it any good? I don't. I don't know. I was tempted to pick it up because it was on sale on Steam, um, but I don't know when I'm going to have time to play it. Cool. But they're making a second one now. 
another game yeah. where the first one was reviewed by somebody. I was trying to bring it up quick, but uh heard decent things for me. So, uh, one of the more entertaining parts about the announcement was it's a sequel to a game that some have at least heard of, and it wasn't in any of the showcases. It just came out on a, like the same day. Nice. Like, really? You couldn't sneak into any of the other ones? Oh, maybe not. Maybe they tried. But, like, obviously we're covering it, so maybe they didn't need to. There is something to be said for, like, how important are the showcases as long as the, the outlets and stuff all talk about your YouTube video and it gets shared, you know? True. I don't know. <laughs> so, the, the actual best news of the entire... Uh, <gasps> I didn't Fest. hear about this! This is a surprise to me right now! Wow! Next- Nexomon 3 has been announced and they've gone 3D and I'm going to laugh my ass off. It looks amazing. Uh, if if it runs better than Sc- um, Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> it looks better than Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't see something like this and not think Pal World right now though. So I'm going to give it a little bit of time before I look. I'm excited for it too though. Yeah, um, I just hope that it has the uh, fourth wall breaking humor that Nexomon Extinction had because I, I didn't play the first Nexomon because P- Plotium, uh, aka Matt, aka my podcast partner in crime, said that yeah, the first game is just a basic Pokemon clone, but the second game has some like it just goes so mad. That story is cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there were scenes I laughed my ass off at, so I'm hoping that this game. <laughs> uh, hoping that this game has that. Yep. So, so all we have are screenshots, and do we have a date or anything? Let's see, it's available no. to wishlist on Steam. We don't have a date. Not even a window. I'll add it to the wishlist just to follow it. But yeah, we'll see. We shall see. And then our final news story before we get into release dates, which we'll do a lightning round. Uh, Fire Emblem Blazing Blade is heading to Nintendo Switch Online. That's one of the GBA ones. Yeah, was this the first GBA one that we got? Yeah, the one that came out was Fire Emblem. Okay. This is the Lin one, or one of the Lin ones. Gotcha. Because there's two of them, right? Where Lin and Ellie would are in? I forget how that works. Sorry. See, I, I only played this one. I didn't play Sacred Stones, and I mm-hmm. got all the way to the end of this one and just got hammered in the final fight and never went back to it. And, man, if I was going to play this again, I would want to play it through Switch Online since it has the rewind feature. Mm. Can you play the Sacred Stones as well, or is it just the only one? It, this one thus far, Japan is getting the one before it. Oh, it wasn't localized, the name was of it? it? Right. Yeah, the Binding one that Blade? Yeah, Binding Blade. Blade. Binding Blade, I think, okay. is the one before it, because we didn't get that one. Right. Well. Too bad. <laughs> Which we is should weird. Have, because... We should get both. <laughs> go buy Which the fan translation, because... be done with it, Nintendo. Sorry, go ahead. That was the one that had Roy in it, which was yep. weird that we didn't get because then Roy was in Smash yep. Brothers. You got so. it. <sighs> so, so yeah. Now, new release date: the Lightning Round Honkai Star Rail is coming to PS4 and PS5 later this year. Um, but the versions are expected in quarter four, so not anytime soon. Uh, Stray Gods console release has been announced. This is from Humble Games and Summerfall Studios. Um, the console versions will launch in early August alongside its PC release. The Remnant 2 gets a July release date. Um, you'll be able to take on the route once more next month or alone, in, alone or in groups of up to three. It 
Turn Knights gets a firm release date. Um, they followed up at some. They followed up its September release window with a reveal for Eternites and announced the specific date, which is, let me find it, September 21st. Um, a free demo will be available uh, on Oh, Steam that's the one where you have the fake arm and you're going to date all the girls. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, I'm not kidding. That's, that is... <laughs> Uh, First Descendant gets a launch window and, and it's a Nexon RPG though, so be wary of oh, money spending. What, what's, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, just because they're That's, an MMO company. Um, it's getting a quarter four launch window for this year and is a co-op shooter. Um, also has a cross-platform beta that's coming in August. Um, the Lamplighters League is launching in October. This is the one by the Shadow right. Returns people. Um, releasing in October and features real-time Yes, this is the one that's the Indiana Jones looking one that's like this is either going to be really good or super cringe. We're not really sure. <laughs> hey, just like the new Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, they go. I didn't see the newest, newest one. Is that is the newest, newest one out yet or is that still coming? I, I don't know. I keep asking Vaughn if he's interested because he's the ND fan and he's like, nope, don't she, care. Crystal Skull ruined it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I asked him, "Is like, did, did the nuking the fridge not appeal to you?" And he was like, "No, <laughs> of course not." <laughs> anyway, so, so this uh, one this one looks cool. This is like the um, XCOM Indiana Jones is how I describe it. I don't know how accurate that is, but we'll see. Could be good. Um, my in Magic Clash of Heroes Definitive Edition is launching in July. Didn't. Anna play the crap out of this. She's on the played DS. it on every platform it's come out on, I think, and now she is totally ready to play this on stream. Even though she just played through the entire game on stream recently, so it's available on PC, PS4, and Switch. Which one is she getting? Well, if it's streaming, probably PC. Uh, um, there is a chance she will get it on all of those. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> I think she likes to have excuses to play through this game, so. Uh, if I would say PC for streaming and also on Switch is very likely for Anna. Possibly PS4, probably not, though. And then Rogue Legacy 2 is launching on PlayStation consoles next week. So Didn't it come out on PlayStation to begin with? Original? Oh, whatever. It, the first one came out everywhere. I think, they okay. just, I think they just released it on Switch during the as part of the one of the ND directs. And now it's being on PC and PS5. Was it also on Game Pass? That I don't know. Uh, I beat. I do know that uh, why I associated with PlayStation is that the first game I beat on the Vita. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah I it was a popular version. Vita title. That's right. Yeah. Then it came to everything it else we, too. Yep. It was before we had our Switch, and it was great to play it portably. Oh, you know what? I think it was one of the early crossplay things too. Yeah, that too. Um, so yeah. Excited, be excited for Rogue Legacy 2. I will pick that up when it's on sale and break my hands trying to play through that one. <laughs> and then finally, Eternium Shift is launching on nope. Steam Early Try again. Access. Try saying that again. Hang on. Alternium? Nope. No N. Alterium. There you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a weird word, right? <laughs> I, I, completely, <laughs> I completely dyslexia the hell out of yeah. that. <laughs> My brain read something else completely. Um, Alterium shifts launching on Steam Early Access in July. Um, this is a fantasy turn-based RPG that's around 50% complete and will fully launch in either late 2023 or 2024. And it's inspired by classic JRPGs, apparently. It looks like it. Um, this is your 16-bit... No, this is your 32-bit era RPG, it looks like. Okay, yeah. Because I see the 3D stuff and mm-hmm. lights. But, like, turn-based, so mm-hmm. at least I think. This could be good. Um, I look forward to reviews because this is the that's an itch that doesn't get scratched much anymore. Early so access is fifty percent done. Anyway, go ahead. So yeah, that's everything that um, is news. Um, now, what's coming out next week? Chris? Final Fantasy sixteen. And that's it. That's it. I looked. Um, uh-huh. I will double check our our release dates on the site. Just one more to make sure I didn't miss something there. Oh, Rogue Legacy 2, technically. And Valtherian Arc Hero School Story 2 is coming. Probably, I think that's already out. That's just a new... Uh-oh. Our site broke. <laughs> I'll have to fix that. Yeah, Valtherian Arc and Final Fantasy and Rogue Legacy 2. So those are the three games. Valtherian Arc 2... And Rogue Legacy to put that down the sheet. All right, cool. Uh, and then, uh, as far as our reviews, we have got a review up for Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom by Alex Fuller. Um, <laughs> when he posted it on Twitter, I was whatever uh, score he got that was less than five out of five. I was going to give him crap for just to be funny, and then he gave it a five out of five. <laughs> Although I can't see the score on the site right now. Try now. See if it's better now. Uh, here, hit refresh. I mean, uh, I don't care what score he gives it. Scores are arbitrary. I just think it's funny when fanboys whine about it. Uh, so yeah, he gave it a five out of five. Said that uh, the player tool set offers huge creativity, has magnificent visual design, and tons to do and see. Um, downsides are variable voice acting and some late game mobs are annoying. Yeah, the... They're not re-deads. They're something else. They're, 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 you can only kill them with fire, and I hate them. Mm-hmm. Kill it with fire. Five out of five, huh? Mm-hmm. Which means that weapon durability stuff really doesn't bug some people, like whoever wrote this. I'm, uh, oh, Alex. Alex. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if he brought yeah. it up or He's not. He's never he been can... bugged by that like I am, so you know, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, when I played through it, my god, you had so many weapons you had to and choose what you wanted to pick uh drop in tears you found a new one you finished yeah. tears already yeah oh you were <sighs> gone um i finished it like right when you left for canada <sighs> mainly because i, I kind of hit that point where i was ready to be done with it. so they just throw more weapons at you that's how they solve the issue well yeah okay yeah i can I just, handle that but, that that would be okay-ish though i still wonder like why can't i just have a weapon i upgrade <laughs> like just give me an rpg f- experience please <laughs> That was how the first game was, that they just constantly threw weapons at you. Um, well, yeah, but like I, I don't feel like they felt threw good weapons at you in the first one. 
So some people in tears were essentially storing weapons by fusing them together, and then mm. what they wanted to use them went to the Goron in Terrytown that unfused. Hmm. So, but you also have to have a ton of inventory space for that too. And I got bored of rescuing Korok. Oh, Korok! Yeah, that was one upgrade path I looked at for Breath of the Wild that I could do, and I said no. I'm not. Whatever I have for inventory is what I'm doing. I'm not doing more of that. <laughs> I did it in Breath of the Wild. I upgraded all of my inventory, no. and yeah, um, once I ran out of like those concentrated areas of Koroks, it got pretty tedious. I, I should be clear, in the first game, I didn't mention this earlier, I do recognize I could go do shrines and get more hearts and stuff. I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> so... That's it makes me worried about getting into Tears of the Kingdom because it, it does feel like I don't want to play the game then. But I, I understand the shrine stuff is not as prevalent in this one. God, I hope not. There's a there's a ton of shrines in that one, but you know, I found the oh, well. shrines and in, in tears to be a little bit I don't know, more fun to me. Okay. I've the shrines I feel disrupt the gameplay flow. Cause it's it's like, oh, let's take a pause and play a different game for a while. It's like I don't I don't want to. <laughs> I want to just run around, and kill enemies, and collect things like you did in Zelda. But um, I, don't, I don't know I'm, something I'm about old. the sh- <laughs> something about the shrines. It just kind of I had very big brain moments solving puzzles. Well, then, which was fun. That's good. If that's how it makes you feel, then that's that's good. Like maybe I, I should just try it and see. Yeah. And then a lot of people hated the naked combat shrines, but I found them kind of fun just because the the challenge of trying to figure out, okay, how can I cheese this? Like, oh, I can just run straight to the flamethrower and start torching things? Okay. We'll, we'll do it like this. Um, and then our other editorial for the week. We've got an adventure corner. I think we talked about this with Star Trek Resurgence mm-hmm. uh, by Phil. Mm-hmm. And he liked it. Mm-hmm. And we were surprised. Mm-hmm. I but we were very everything about this game was surprising. <laughs> the, the initial trailer reveals how bad it looked, how much better it looked if you actually turned up the settings, and that apparently the story is fine, at least according to Phil. Maybe other people disagree. So, I I think I'm going to play it at some point. Um, Phil's also a huge Star Trek fan, isn't he? Yeah. That might be the deciding factor there of how much of a Star Trek fan are you. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of Star Trek, you know uh, Platy, aka Matt, uh, visited Janeway's future birthplace. No. Yeah, he he had a picture of it on his Twitter. <laughs> Weird. I'm I'm mildly annoyed that Cisco's birthplace isn't documented, but I guess that's because that's New Orleans. Yeah, I think you just presume it's New Orleans. <laughs> no, I I mean I looked it up. It is New Orleans, but. They don't have a plaque like they do with Janeway and Kirk. But I think it's because Janeway and Kirk is such a tiny town that that's like yeah. all that they're known for. <laughs> anyway, that, that was a side digression. I think that's a show. <laughs> I think that's a show, Kelly. Yeah. All right. Time for me to undo my cable management and fix it. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> what are you going to play this week, Kelly? Octopath until Final Fantasy comes out. What about you, Ryan? Darkest Dungeon 2, uh, yep. I'm going to check out a few of the demos from Steam Next Fest, and then Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16 for me, so 
I hope you all enjoy the game uh, when it hits. Uh, all of you who are going to play 16, which I assume is a lot of our audience, and um, write in, tell us what you think, and uh, post it right in the show thread alongside your answer to the question of what bad character in a video game have you mastered despite advice telling you to avoid it? I did think of one. Oh, yeah? Uh, well, Chichu, um, a lot of people consider Gao and... Six mm. to be a terrible character. Well, it requires a lot of mastery and investment, right? So yeah, th- there's one specific rage that you get called Stray Cat that can crit pretty easily from mm-hmm. pretty early. And depending on what version of the game, then you equip him with stuff where he can equip weapons, and then he's the most powerful character in the game. But it takes a lot of setup. Um. And a lot of patience, especially trying to find that one specific rage. And bear in mind, he's well. No, he doesn't cast rages at random. I'm, I'm mistaken. But yeah, that that's a character with a lot of setup. Um, the the other one, um, Ketchy from Seven, just mm. because he's one of my favorite characters, even though he wasn't really that useful. So he's good at magic if you load him up with a lot of materia. I need to play Seven remake. I, I hope Seven Remake Part Two has catchy. And part of me is like, I should wait for Part Three and then just play them all in a row. I mean, there's nothing stopping you. It just <laughs> burnout might happen, though. It's just it's so yep. long between these. Yeah, waiting another four years. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, all right. That's a show. I got Diablo to play. I'll see y'all later. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, audience. Catch us at rpgamer.com. Thank you. And uh, catch more stream activity at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Till next time. Bye, everyone. Adios. Bye-bye.